Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a strange year, hasn't it? I'm recording this in 2021, and we're still not at the end of the current worldwide pandemic. People have been searching for comfort in all sorts of places, whether that's in family, in medicine, or in simply having more stuff. Where are Christians meant to find comfort? Well, over the next few weeks, we're going to be playing some sermons I've been giving from the book of Isaiah. This book is foundational to the New Testament, and uh, the New Testament authors seem to say that their message is in line with it. So we're going to see what it says, and we'll see where God calls us to find comfort too. Isaiah 42, 18 to 25. Let me read for us. Hear you deaf. Look, you blind, and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot, with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in time to come? Who handed Jacob over to become loot and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? For they would not follow his ways, they did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger, the violence of war. It inflamed them, enveloped them in flames, yet they did not understand. It consumed them but they did not take it to heart. Well, there have been many a cringe-filled moment at the Oscars over the years. Many times when a celebrity figure has said or done something that makes everyone else just shudder in embarrassment. But the very greatest of these moments happened in the year 2017. You see, the award for the best picture was being announced and the cast of La La Land were called up to receive their prize. But mere moments after the actors had made it onto the stage, the host announced there had been a mix-up. The award hadn't gone to them. It had gone to another film, the film Moonlight. You see, the wrong people had got up and received the Oscar. Talk about embarrassing let alone the fact it was broadcast around the world on TV. And you can watch the repeat on YouTube whenever you like. Now, the Oscars don't really make a difference to our everyday life, do they? I think at most they might become an answer to a pub quiz question. But other than that, they're pretty pointless. But Isaiah's message here in this passage this evening, it affects the whole world. See, compared to the Oscars mix-up, it really is important to see who is being spoken about here. It is really important that we see who the real servant is. But why? Well, that's the question we're gonna see the answer to tonight. Why do we need the real servant? Now, over the last few weeks, we've been hearing Isaiah tell us about God's great rescue plan for the world. It was gonna come through a servant who was gonna bring in a, a new worldwide exodus. And Isaiah has been writing about this in advance. He's been telling God's people to look forward to a bright future that God promises 
is going to come. A bright future that is on the other side of exile. You can just imagine as this description of God's rescue plan is announced, as this servant is described, Israel is there in their seat. They're getting ready to stand up, getting ready to take the moment. I mean, they are, after all, God's people. They are the people who've been given this title of servant. They are the people who have the task of taking God's instructions to the ends of the earth. But just like the Oscars in 2017, there's an embarrassing moment. There is a shock. And that's what we find here in Isaiah 42, verses 18 to 25. Just have a look at verses 18 and 19 with me. Hear, you deaf. Look, you blind, and see. Who is blind like but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me? Blind like the servant of the Lord. You see, as Israel start to rise from their seats to receive the award, God turns to them and he says that they are blind and they're deaf too. They might have the title of servant, but they won't be able to do what the servant needs to do. You see, they can't lead the blind. They can't speak to the deaf because the shock is here. They're blind and they're deaf themselves. We know the blind can't lead the blind, don't we? So as we hear this, we need to realise that we here tonight need that servant too. We need the real servant because without him, we are blind and we are deaf too. We'd be stuck in our sin, unable to help ourselves. There are three big reasons why Israel here cannot be the servant to rescue the world. There are three big reasons that Isaiah presents that make us look for one who is better. Now, when I say this, you might be thinking to yourselves, well, why should I care? Well, I know you're all nicer than that, but let's pretend we've asked that question anyway. I think there are at least two big reasons why we forget that we need this answer. The first is that we forget just how central Israel was to God's plan. I mean, we have that Old Testament in our Bibles for a reason. Israel as a people, they were to observe God's instruction so that the other nations would see and turn to the one true God. You see, when you look at the Bible story, Israel was the world's hope. Since the Garden of Eden, humanity has been separated from God. And the only hope that we had was in the promises made to a man named Abraham. That one of his descendants would be the blessing the world needed. That's the first reason. The second reason we forget is that we quickly forget that the whole world is standing before God and we forget where we stand before God. You see, society around us tells us that we can save ourselves, whether that's through technology, whether that's through education, whether that's through money. It's so ingrained in our world today that it can be hard to see the truth. See, the world around us, it thinks it can save itself. What's the solution to this? Education. How can we fix that? Well, technology. But you see, Isaiah says here in chapter 42 that that simply cannot be the case. And when we see the bleak picture of a failed Israel, well, we really should be caring. We really should care about this. So what is it then that makes Israel a hopeless servant? Well, three things. And the first thing is, Israel are a deaf 
and a blind servant. You see that in verses 18 to 20. Let me read those again. Hear you deaf, look you blind and see, who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I sent, who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord. You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. See, the deaf, they can't repeat what's been said to them, can they? The blind cannot lead the blind. I've said that already. Now, when we read this, it doesn't mean that Israel were unable to see or unable to hear anything. In fact, verse 20 clearly states that they see many things and that their ears are opened. But the big issue is they pay no attention. They do not listen. Now, before we jump to judging them, how easy is that? I mean, it's so easy to switch off during a sermon, isn't it? It's easy to just let your eyes go from left to right whilst you read the Bible in the mornings. So easy to let that happen and let nothing go in. See, it takes real effort to hear, to look. And that's what God, through Isaiah, is calling his people to do here, to wake up, to realise the state they're in. Those words at the very start, they're commands, verse 18. Hear, look. And if we've been tracking so far, this should leave us wondering, well, how can God bring in his promise of opening blind eyes if his servants' eyes are closed themselves? You see, the situation's hopeless. The servant's hopeless. They're deaf. They're blind. And the second reason, well, they're hopeless because they're trapped. Have a look at verses 21 to 23. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plunder with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in time to come? You see, the servants who were meant to free the captives from prison well, they're stuck there themselves. They're, they're like a man in quicksand. They can't get themselves out, let alone help the person next to them. Even though the people, they had God's instruction, they had God's law, they didn't keep it. They didn't listen. Yet that very instruction, that very law, it told them that this would happen. We're going to see that in a future week. But the big point is Israel knew that this would be the case. If only they'd listened or paid close attention. In fact, if only they looked now at what was happening, they'd know what was going on. In fact, God calls them to do that, to look around and to realise. Verse 23, which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in time to come? See, it might look hopeless, but if you really listen, you might still be hopeful. But for now... This servant is hopeless. They are trapped. And finally, this servant is hopeless because they're sinful. Now, the people may be wondering, why has this happened to them? Is it because God's too weak to save them from their enemies? Well, God's emphatic that that is not the case. Verses 24 and 25. Who handed Jacob over to become loot and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom we have sinned? 
for they would not follow his ways. They did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger, the violence of war. It enveloped them in flames. Yet they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. You see, the key issue here is right there in the heart of those verses. It is because Israel is sinful. And because they're sinful, well, God has done what's right. He has punished them. Their sin has led to their exile. They need release and they need forgiveness. One without the other is not going to do the job. And even though God has made it abundantly clear to them, they still do not understand. They still do not take it to heart. How can a sinful servant save other sinful people? If they're being punished themselves, how can they rescue others from that punishment? Well, what's needed, obviously, is a sinless servant. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, shall we? You see, this picture, it's pretty depressing. It's pretty hopeless. The servant is hopeless. They're sinful. But if we've been listening to Isaiah's message, we shouldn't be going out completely deflated this evening. Remember, being blind, being trapped, it's something that God has promised already that he's going to resolve. Things he said he's going to resolve through his servant. Just look back to verse 7, or it's here on the screen for us. Look at verse 7. The servant there is going to, what's he going to do? Open eyes that are blind, and to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. See, God has said he will do those things. He will deal with those things, these very things that the hopeless servant here has wrong with them. And do you remember, God has said to sing about it before it even happens, because it's that certain. You see, those two commands in verse 18, they are real commands. God really wants his people to hear. God really wants his people to look. So we're left here on a, a hopeful tone, really, not a pessimistic one. If we're really hearing what Isaiah is saying, we should be asking, would the real servant please stand up? See, Israel here, they need to look beyond themselves. They need to look beyond their abilities. They need to realise that the one true God is the only one who can rescue. And they need to listen and to trust him for that. They need to realise the state that they're in and where the only rescue is. And the same goes for us this evening. You see, we need to realise that we need that real servant too. We need the real servant because without him, we would be blind and deaf as well. We would be stuck in our sin, una unable to help ourselves. And when we grasp that, we'll also see just how big this news really is. As we look at the world around us, when you think about your neighbours, do you naturally think of them as deaf and blind? Do we see our colleagues as people who are plundered? Do we see our friends and family as those who have been looted, who've been trapped in, their, in pits because of sin? Do we subconsciously look at ourselves and think, I can do this, I can save myself? You see, as we hear Isaiah's words tonight, we need to really grasp that salvation can only be found in God alone. Any other attempt to save ourselves is hopeless. So instead, as we look to the servant who hears God's words, as we look for a servant who can rescue his people, as we look for a servant who himself is sinless, 
when we see that person, when we see that man, we can know we have exactly what we need. Luke chapter 7, verse 20 to 22. When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, illnesses and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Well, I hope you found some comfort there. Any feedback can be sent to me on podcast at david-couch.com and I'll see you next time.